0: You are listening to Midtown Radio. My name is Danielle DeVoe and it is my pleasure to have with me today, Danny Michelle. Danny has a brand new album out called Ghost Town and he is going to tell us a bit more about it today. Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Hi, great to be here. Thank you so much.
0: So to start off, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about your new album? Is it reminiscent of any of your previous albums? Are there any big departures in terms of what you usually do? Um, so maybe just if you can describe it a little bit for us.
1: Uh, it's a little different. It's a little darker than I've, of any music I've ever made before. Um, it was really hard to make it. <laughs> so there's a lot about this one. It was really tough. It was probably the hardest thing I'd almost ever done. Uh, it sounds a little dramatic, but like artistically, um, I, I was experiencing, I haven't made a record in five years. I think it's been about five years. and I. I was going through for a few years, this like, I hit this wall of writer's block, which I never even believed was a real thing. I didn't even believe in it. And then I uh, I, I experienced it. And uh, I had a really, really hard time. Uh, I couldn't write anything. I didn't really want to write anything. And then to top it off, the global pandemic came. So it was like a really weird time. And so then I started writing songs during the pandemic. And they were all like really depressing and dark and <laughs> and i thought i can't put these out and then and then i thought i want to be hopeful but then and then i i don't know i started playing them for people people i know and they were like this is your." they love it they like this is your best stuff and and who cares if that's how you felt that day that's how you felt that day and and the world loves sad songs and i thought okay so so i did and it, it's it's kind of i really kind of planned it for vinyl so there's side a and side b and side a is kind of like the really like deep dive into the big feeling stuff. And then the second half is kind of fun and gets back to kind of more, uh, It and you know, it's, it still has a hopeful end, but it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's more, let's say vulnerable and honest than I'd ever been.
0: Certainly when you were in the home stretch, you started to be a bit more honest with people who might have been observing your uh, social media about how, how, what your experience was like and sort of the grueling, nature of getting your album finished and and together. I wonder if, um, so, you know, you were giving people sort of glimpses into the writing and recording process through your social media channels. How would, so, you know, and you say it's different. It was the hardest album that you've ever done. So, you know what was that like just you know there were times when you were up in the middle of the night or early in the morning or you know these ridiculously long days like can you give us some insight into the labor of of creating an album like this
1: well if you if people want to understand the labor i wish i I actually wish the world did understand how hard making records is because i i and i go crazy i I would tell you that I full, every song on this record, I fully recorded the whole song, like full production finished and started over probably about four to five times each song. So it's like, I kind of made this record five times in that sense. And and why I did that and what that means is I would just like, because you're searching for like the right feel and the right, the right groove and the right energy and the right tempo and the right key and everything. And I would record the whole song, and then sit back and listen to it for a few days and go, damn it, it's too fast. Or it's too, it's in the wrong key. My voice doesn't sit nice in it, right? I'm, I'm like straining too hard. Bring it down and like sing more relaxed and things like that. And I, I I've pretty much, you know, and the, when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have done that as much because I would have just been more, I don't know, naive and, and or cocky and just thought this was great. Just put it out. But now I'm like, I started like second guessing, triple guessing, everything. And I was kind of uh yeah, I went down a rabbit hole. But but um yeah, so I'm kind of processing it and thinking about it too, because I don't really think about it until you ask someone's asked the question. And then I start thinking, oh, how did I do that? So it's really interesting for me too.
0: You you say, you know, when you were younger, maybe you would just record it and release it, but you also have this um compulsion to maybe re-record and remix your songs it's not like this only happens when you're in process i feel like you um you know you talked about don't be so hard on yourself that you you maybe would change things um if you could go back and did you leave that song is on your new album did you leave it alone or did you tinker with it
1: oh first of all my album's done and and if I could go back in and change things, I would just do it today immediately. Like I, your an album for me is never right. It's never right. It's like I don't know. I, I, like does a does a person who paints and does a gigantic painting. I wonder, do they always think, oh, I just does a little more blue over there, a little more of this. I wonder, or do they step back and go, I wonder if they feel like yes, this is one hundred percent perfect. I don't think. Yeah, I would always change little things. So,
0: are there Canadian painters right now trying to sneak into the National Gallery to just like add a little something to their painting? Just a little
1: flare of yellow. Um, so, did I leave? Uh, don't be so hard on you. Did I leave it alone? Give up on it? Uh, no, no. I I got it to a place where I'm really happy with it.
0: So you did, but do you change it from the single, or is it still the song?
1: oh no that's it's the same as the single yeah yeah Yeah. oh you mean did i change it from between then and there (laughs) yes it's like it's a waltz now no um it's the same that one because i was pretty happy with that i worked a long time on that tune so
0: good job you exercised restraint so the title how did you sign the title and and um, you have some beautiful cover art on your previous albums what is the cover art for this one
1: it's a picture of a piano that's out in the forest on a rainy day. And it's a, it's a real piano that's uh, down the road from me and it's somebody threw it in the woods and it's sitting there and nature has just taken over and it's rotting. And, and, uh, and uh, I just looked at it and it was like gorgeous. Like it's this beautiful picture. And, um, and it kind of went with the, with the title ghost town, you know, this like abandoned piano in the middle of nowhere and the title Ghost Town, there's a track called Ghost Town, comes from, I guess, I guess it was that feeling I got, you know, when 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 we were in the midst of the pandemic and, and, you know, we couldn't see people you loved and you couldn't, you couldn't, you know, everyone was in a bubble and you couldn't go anywhere. But then you'd sneak out to go to like, I'd go to like a groceries or, the, you know, the dollar store or something to pick up something. And that feeling of like walking around through the stores and everybody was like avoiding each other in the aisles. Right. And, and. just that feeling of this place and driving around and there weren't as many cars on the road and that feeling of like everywhere. It felt like a ghost town. And uh, yeah, so that's where the ghost town thing comes from.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it, the pandemic was hard on everyone. It was a really solitary experience for a lot of us. But you also, I mean, you have chosen to be an independent solo artist in um, in an industry where you could have done something else. You could have a band and that you could write songs with, but you've chosen not to do that. You're, you're on your own. Um, and that comes with sort of creative freedoms uh, as well as challenges. Uh, and so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about why, why this, why you've chosen this as your, your method as a musician, like, what is it about being a solo artist and, and having that independence that really appeals to you?
1: Uh, probably because I'm a control freak is the true answer, because, you know, I, I I don't know if I'm proud or laughing when I say that or or embarrassed or ashamed to say that, but it's it's yeah like I like really like I'm like a dog with a bone with with my music and and so collaborating with people um, could could be hard it was harder when I was younger um, probably because I was not probably as focused as I am now I think I could do it better now I do do it you know I do work with my band and stuff like that but but playing solo is just something that's um, I remember being young and seeing uh, – I remember, like, seeing people, like, simple like simple things like Bob Dylan. I remember seeing Bob Dylan, some giant festival thing, and all these bands are playing. And then, you know, these big bands. And then Bob came out by himself. And I thought, first thing, I'm like, wow, that's brave, man, to just come out here all by yourself with a little guitar and sing. And I've, I felt that in some ways it was, like, more powerful than the giant band. Like, it really, like, really st- – stands out if it's done well and and so I was never I always thought that was cool I always I remember going to see Bruce Coburn too uh being a kid and and Bruce had his band but then for a few songs they laughed and he played alone and I remember thinking too that that moment thinking wow I like this more even like you know it was more intimate and and uh yeah so I've always and Billy Bragg and things like that I you know I always love a person standing there with a guitarist like that's the coolest thing in the world to me. Um, So that's where I feel most comfortable, I guess.
0: Is there anything you like, you know, you do have a band and it is nice to have them around, you know, what, what are some of the things about being a a solo artist that are hard that you think it would be easier if there were other people here right now helping me with it?
1: Well, yeah, I I think I would save a lot of time. Like I said, re-recording songs over and over because, you know, someone could point someone else could point out to me hey man let's this song's way too fast like let's slow it down a bit instead of me trying to yeah uh, a few more cooks in the kitchen at that point might be good
0: yeah and and so do you, you but you know as much as as you say like you do collaborate with people and some of your collaborations are lifelong collaboration or career-long collaborations I should say um so can you talk a little bit more about some of the people that you collaborate with on your album and, and what that was like
1: well, I my, my, my buddy Rob Carley, I've been talking about collaborating. We went to kindergarten together and we're still in a band. Like that's
0: so they are lifelong collaborations. Yeah. You were collaborating at the finger painting station yeah. once upon a time, and now here you are. The
1: first time I ever did anything musical was with Rob. He played piano and I sang, and we did When I'm 64 at for by Beatles at at a uh, this lady's retirement party. And that was the first time I'd ever done anything. It was with Rob and I played with him last night again, or two nights ago, I played with him. Like we, it's, 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 we laugh. And then I stayed at his house and it was like, it's like, we're just kids again still. It's cool.
0: And so, yeah. And that probably, that helps with some of the loneliness of the album to always have someone that you can reach out to. And, 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 and also you made him play everything, like all kinds of instruments on your album.
1: Yeah, I, I owe Rob a lot. Rob is a huge part of this record. He really kind of lit a fire under me when I need, like I was just had little ideas. And then he came in and started adding his ideas. And uh, this is a perfect example where collaboration uh, really helped. And and it it got me really excited also. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Now we're doing something cool. And then I got really into it. In fact, it got to this point where like, by the time the record was finished, I was like, okay, now let's start over. Like, cause I feel like, okay, now I'm warmed up. Now I'm now like, I'm just raring to go now. So that could mean that I might make a record, another record sooner than another five years. (laughs)
0: Perfect. That can be, well, you're kind of busy uh, over the next few months. You've got a national and international touring season on the go. You went a few years without touring obviously because everyone did. Does it feel like it used to? Do you feel like you're doing the same thing that you were doing before the pandemic? Like are you back to your normal life as a touring musician?
1: Uh sadly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking about that cuz what I say sadly is what I what I learned in the in the pandemic was that I do not miss airplanes, rental cars and hotels and that stuff. That stuff's tough like you know, why does it take 12 hours to play an hour? You know, <laughs> so um I was just out west and all the driving and flying and cars and stuff like that. That's that part's not as fun when I was young. That was fun. But now in my life, all I want to do is be at home here and garden. I live out in the country. So that's what I, I want to just kind of be home
0: you're back to your pre-pandemic levels
1: things are back on and and everybody's kind of sh- you know everybody's kind of shell-shocked you know and that includes not musicians but like all the venues and the and all the you know I feel bad for the venues um you know every venue I go to they're just kind of so frazzled they're just like oh we're just like just made it by our fingernails here trying to keep you know but the good thing is crowds are uh People seem to be really, uh, fans are great. Like everybody's super, when when they go to shows, they're pumped. People are pumped to be back at shows and festivals and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And I mean, one of the other consequences, I think we, especially in KW, it feels like we lost a lot of venues during the pandemic, but we also, you know, the music scenes lose venues all the time as well. It's kind of like, it's a very difficult business. There's always a lot of turnover, but one of the kind of fun things that happened, I I guess, is that, Places that aren't venues became venues, and even, you know, if we take your recent visits to Kitchener as examples, you know, during the pandemic, you played in the vendor lot of the Kitchener market when it was not particularly warm out. Um, You played the library after hours, you played at the museum um, earlier this year. And so, you know, these aren't places I would assume growing up here that you would have imagined as a music venues that you might play at sometime like they're completely um, out of the ordinary and and we see now I mean music is happening instead sort of crazy places. And so I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit maybe about that experience of playing in places that aren't music venues um, now that the world is topsy turvy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I, th- I really like the idea of playing in unconventional places I, during the pandemic. I did a thing on a, on a farm up here by where I live and we sold tickets and we just set up in, in a field beside the cows and I did a show and uh, it was great. Um, and playing, and I had the thought of playing at the library. Um, the museum invited me to play there. They're doing shows. I think I, I'm i I'm a big fan of, uh, Thinking out, I like thinking outside the box and doing things different already.
0: So you're basically booked solid until the end of November. But apart from tours, um, what should we be watching for? What's coming up in the life of Danny Michelle, the life and times of Danny Michelle?
1: Oh, it's just this year is a lot of playing. I I kind of promised myself I wouldn't play that much. And it's now I'm like, holy cow, suddenly there's so much stuff. And then I'm going to Europe. And then me and my buddy Steve Poults are doing a tour together, um, doing a bunch of festivals. So, yeah, it's just, uh, I'll be just out there being the cheerleading team for my own album, I suppose.
0: Perfect. And if people want to purchase your album, they can by going to your website, dannymichelle.com. And if they want to just follow your comings and goings you're on instagram at danny michelle music and at danny michelle on twitter thanks so much for making time to talk with me today we're gonna listen to one of your songs for your new album what song should we listen to and can you tell us a little bit more about it
1: sure uh this is the first song on the record kind of uh uh it's it's like it starts off like as gentle as a flower and then it builds and turns into a venus flytrap and explodes into a rock and roll mayhem um it's it's a bit of a ride it's called the point of no return uh it's uh boy what's it about oh boy it's about life it's about life regrets redemption it's yeah it's uh it's a it's a bit of a heavy one but uh i hope you like it and there's a video for it i just made and i filmed it At a carnival when I'm riding all the rides, it's filmed like on the rides and uh and at Niagara Falls a bit. So uh check it out. The point of no return. Are you
0: are you a ride person?
1: No, we took the the funny thing is me and the cameraman, we had I went with this buddy of mine, he's a camera guy who was filming me. So we're like, okay, we'll go on the Ferris wheel because I had this I in my mind I had this vision of him like you know sitting across from each other on the Ferris wheel and he's filming me singing the song, and it's and, and And it's cool because the background's constantly moving, right? So, so I'd have this moving background. So then we're like, okay, let's go on some other rides. (laughs) And we, you know, uh, we didn't want to go any big rides. He's like, I can't do big rides. So then I'm like, I talked him into like, can we go on the swings? Like this this thing that spins, and you're on in a chair on swing. You know, this chains on with a chair, and it spins around. And he's like, yeah, we could do that. I'm like, yeah, we can do that. It's a swing, come on, it's a swing. And he's like, so he's like, so he's got his camera, and I had a camera too that I was trying to film two at the same time. And we started it started up, and both of us are like, I can't film. <laughs> we're like, and neither of us could like. He's like, if I look at my camera, I'm gonna get sick. And so we both just like we we rode the ride and we hated it. And then it ended, and we like, and we had a video of just like. You know, the, basically the, the camera held against my knee the whole time. So that part didn't work out so well. But we did, we learned a good lesson that we're too old for rides now.
0: <laughs>
1: what happened? What happens? Like you get to an age and all of a sudden your body can't handle that anymore.
0: No, it's it's called middle age. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's just like, what happens?
1: <laughs> it's like the centrifugal force is going to pop my knee out of the socket. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, well, again, thank you so much for taking the time uh for chatting with me today and um yeah we'll listen to your song and um listeners should buy the record because um as you can hear danny worked really hard on it he went on rides that he hated he tortured (laughs) himself to get (laughs) this album made and so the least you can do is actually just pay for the album. Don't just stream the album. So go to dannymichelle.com and purchase the album.
1: And if you're the kind of person, though, that you want to buy the record, but you like don't have a CD player and things like that, uh, you can go to Bandcamp. Bandcamp and there you can have the digital copy of it and uh, and you can pay what you want, I believe, there.
0: Oh, so. exciting. Yeah, so there's no barriers to accessing
1: no, bear. you can just go pay $100 if you'd like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if that's what's in your heart.
1: If that's what's in your heart, do whatever you feel is fair. By the way, we spent $100 to just to pay admission to ride those rides. So just saying, just saying.
0: We have swing yeah. nightmares now. Kate, okay, thank you so much for talking with me today.
1: Thank you. Wonderful to talk to
0: you. Have fun on your tour. But since you're listening to this on demand, we aren't going to play Danny Michelle's song here. You have to go to his website where you can not only hear the song, but you can watch that video he talked about. And rest assured, his knee and feet from those swings at the carnival do make it into the video. So go check it out at DannyMichelle.com.